The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, Are We Ever Mean? Let's admit that we are, see why, and do something about it. Let's get real and have fun with a sensitive topic. Let's talk about being mean, malicious, vengeful, petty, spiteful, and unkind. Let's admit that we get that way sometimes, figure out why we do, and see if we can't help each other change. I know I get that way. And I wish I didn't, but I get angry, and then people say I'm being mean, so I guess I am. So let's get honest, and maybe even help each other transform. Our guests today are Helen Helix DeSanto and Elizabeth Treehart, people just like us. The wise and witty Madame Mazurka will be our special co-host. Madame M is one of the characters that comes through Beth. So email or call in your questions and join the conversation. And now, here's your host, Beth Green. Hi there. Welcome to Inside Out. This is going to be a fun show because we're going to be talking about stuff that we normally don't want to talk about. But before we do, and of course, as James has already said, it's going to be about being mean. So before we do, though, I'd like to give you some feedback from our last show. And uh, that was the Ask the Guru show. So the first thing is from Mary Stein. And she said, Hi, Beth and James. Once again, I've learned valuable lessons by listening to Inside Out. The guru really cuts through our facades, obfuscations, and denial to the gas truth. The next time I'm stuck on something, I'm going to pretend that the guru is sitting in front of me, smiling and nodding with closed eyes and asking me, What is your real concern? Your real question that you are hiding? Not the not real question cannot have a real answer. But that is very tough for us humans as we would really rather not face ourselves. I love the Guru's answer to Erica, become engaged fully in life now and plant your feet firmly as you move onward. Then you will see a clear direction. Duh. Of course we can't see a direction if we never commit to one with both feet. My grandfather, who loved people and politics, once gave me some sound political advice. Never judge a politician by his words alone. Look at him just as you would a basketball player. If you want to know what direction a player will go next, watch his feet. The feet can't lie. We can't lie to ourselves about our feet either. So, there it is. That is the lovely Mary Stein from Kansas City. That program, Ask the Guru, was very similar to our Ask the Madame Circus show, which is that uh, people called in and we had a tremendous amount of fun. The Guru is one of the alter egos that I uh, channel. Okay, now... Another one was from Todd Benton. He said, we had a great conversation last night based on the guru's answer to Christine's question yesterday. By the way, that question was about marriage. She was going to have a wedding anniversary and she was asking the guru uh, his advice about love and marriage. And it was a very, very interesting and unusual kind of response. So she, let's see, so Todd said, the husband, We had a great conversation over dinner last night based on the guru's answer to Christine's question yesterday. We began to identify that contracts that we have with the contracts, you should say, 
that we have with one another and worked on bringing the unspoken contracts into actual agreements. We aren't finished, of course, since it is a lifelong process of making new contracts slash agreements as our consciousness evolves. But we got a great start. Love, Todd. That was Todd Benton from California. So that was another wonderful response to the guru. And last but not least, we got a response from Anne Brennan from California. And she said, loved the guru show yesterday. I listened to it tonight and learned so much from his responses to everyone's questions. And he was spot on about me. Yes, I am completely impulsive in relationships and love to rationalize it, as you know. Great insights. Thanks again, love, Anne. So, that is very cool. I love getting these answers and these responses to our show. Now, we know that people are listening, and we thank the Guru very much for being on the program and answering our questions. As far as I know, Madam Mazurka is going to make an appearance today as a co-host. She just has not shown up yet. But we would like to start with talking about why the heck... Did I choose the topic, are we ever mean? And I think probably I was being mean or someone else was being mean What the thought came to me that we should talk about this. You know, a lot of people don't like to admit that they're mean. Well, we like to think of ourselves as really nice people, uh, that we're always very loving and uh, that we, you know, we're always justified in our reactions. I certainly feel that way. And I'd like to tell you something. This is a very special day. Uh, James and I are celebrating our anniversary, and we are in Ashland, Oregon. And I'm so happy to be spending a part of our anniversary with you and to have you spend it with us. Because, of course, James and I are never mean to one another. Right, James? He's saying yes. Oh, I am never mean. (laughs) However... (laughs) <laughs> no, I already admitted that when I get angry, uh, it sounds mean, and I guess I am. <laughs> I have but to admit see, it. I would say, of course, that I am not mean unless he's mean first. Right, James? <laughs> yeah, that's actually almost always true. Oh. <laughs> I hate to say always true, but I guess so it is always is, true. Well, no, I'm sure that's not true, but you know, I had to notice this about myself, and you know how it is, everybody out there. Uh, when you're not in a relationship, you look really good because you, you, you're not mean, because you're talking to your friends. But when you're in a relationship with somebody, boy, oh boy, you're ever challenged. And everybody knows this. I know that I'm not saying anything unique or new or interesting. So what I have to say about that is I don't want to admit that I'm ever mean without provocation. And so there. And I would like to say right now up front that I completely agree. It's always your fault. And my saying so, by the way, is not mean, is it? I have a hard time (laughs) thinking of that as actual fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Do I have egg on my face or what? (laughs) Madam Berserka, are you going to come in here and rescue me? Rescue you, darling? I'm loving this. I love this. I love to see you embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Well, thank you, Madam Mazurka. I feel very supported by you today. And uh, I'd like to ask you, Madam, are you ever mean? Me, Madam Mazurka, mean? No, I'm just blunt, darling. Oh, yeah, I'd like that. Okay, James, I'm never mean. I'm just blunt. What do you say about that? 
Hmm. Hmm. I'd have to say you I'll don't get, have a. I. I don't. I, th- I don't think you have a mean bone in your body, Beth. Did you really so, say that? I really did say that. Oh my God! <laughs> you know what that means? That means that I don't have a body. I don't have any bones. <laughs> that's the only way that I can explain that. Well, thank well, you. Well, I guess I got the mean bone, but maybe you didn't get oh, one. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. Okay, so. That's really very sweet. So uh, I would like to say a few things about meanness that I've observed, of course, on all these other people. And uh, when we get, uh, after our break, we're going to introduce our lovely guest today, Helen hillix Santa, who's never been mean either, and Elizabeth <laughs> Treehart. Uh, so here's, here's what I would like to say about being mean. It's hard to admit, guys, and I have it a hard time, too. Because we don't like to think of ourselves as the kind of people who would deliberately hurt others. But I really think that we do. And that we do hurt people because um, we feel hurt. And so this is a very touchy subject. We're going to get into it with some lovely women. Not that there aren't men who are also mean. And James will speak for that. But also, it's because we feel hurt and we don't know what to do except to lash out at others. And I would say that it's also tied up with being powerless or feeling powerless. You know, sometimes when we're hurt, we feel powerless. And when we mean, we feel kind of powerful. It's like the bully in the playground. So don't we all feel provoked sometimes? Don't we all feel hurt? Since that's the case, isn't it really likely that that, that tendency to want to hurt somebody and to use our full force against them is going to show up. So with some compassion for ourselves, I am going to suggest that we go into our commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to meet our guests, Elizabeth Treehart and Helen Hillix DeSanto. Don't go away. We'll be back soon. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. 
To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello, darling. It's the Madame Mazurka. Oh, thank you, Madame Mazurka. I'm so glad that you're here. I should explain to those people who are not familiar with Madame Mazurka that she is another one of the characters that seems to come out of my mouth. The guru was last week. Madame Mazurka's here. Uh, she's co-hosting. And uh, she must have a lot to say on the subject. Darling, I have a lot to say on every subject. So, um, thank you, Madam. I'd like to now introduce you to our dear friends uh, in uh, crime, our partners in crime of meanness, uh, Elizabeth Freehart and Helen Hillux DeSanto, both of whom are here to spill the beans. All right, darling, so who would like to admit their sins first? <laughs> I'll go first. I'm older, and that makes me meaner. <laughs> no, darling, I am the oldest, but I am. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Well, you're way meaner than I am then. <laughs> ooh, ooh! It's about time somebody got back at Madame Zerka. <laughs> I, always... I should be nice, though. So, are, are you trying to tell us that you w- were less mean when you were young? Oh no, no, no. I, I'm sure I was. I really believe I was much more mean when I was young. My husband will be sad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't matter to him because he didn't meet you when you were young. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. so uh, Helen, why do you think that you're mean? I don't mean what makes you think you're mean. Well, I'm asking you what makes you mean. What makes me mean? I, I think you kind of touched on it earlier when you were talking about it that I, when I feel hurt or insecure or I think my biggest trigger, though, is probably when I feel rejected. Mm. That's when I get the meanest. Well, because. darling, anybody who rejects you is, deserves it. Oh, thank you, oh. Madam Mazurka. <laughs> what? What is this? What, 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 what is this with Madam Mazurka? She's being so nice to everybody but me. <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead. So you think rejection makes you feel mean? Well, I think rejection makes me feel the weakest and the mm. most unlo- and the most unlovable and the most unloved, the most alone. Mm. That's probably the core of it is that when I feel the most alone. Ooh, I like that. What about you, Elizabeth? Well, I'm very similar as far as when I feel alone or um, when I feel re- when I feel stupid. Like mm. when I realized that I did something, I was like, "Oh my God, that was so stupid!" And somebody pointed it out to me, I, I could just be very mean towards them. Um, and just when I feel there's separation, um, I can get more mean. What do you mean when you uh, talk about when there's more separation? When there's, like, more particularly with my partner, if there's separation uh, in the space, in our, you know, just between he and I, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, I, I tend to... Um, go into anger and be mean as far as, okay, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Versus trying to put myself in his shoes and see what's going on and be compassionate and understanding and patient. Don't you get tired of being compassionate and patient, darling? <laughs> I, I personally am very tired of it. I've been, I've been patient for hundreds of years. Well, I don't so. know how much I've been compassionate and patient. So. 
Well, darling, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you don't mind me taking over the show, do you? Beth? No, no. Actually, I could use a break. Thank you. So I, I would like to ask you, what is the meanest thing you've ever done? That is such a good question, and I do not have an immediate answer. Aha! Uh-huh. What about you, Elizabeth? I'm thinking as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I have done some mean things. Um, my mind just tends to go blank. I mean, I'm kind of nervous right now. It's like, oh my God, I have to admit this specifically, more specifically. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think it's very important, darling, when we're doing this, to actually be specific because otherwise it's just too general. I mean, everybody says, oh, what a nice lady. She's admitting that she's being mean or she has been mean. But then when they hear what you've done, they'll hate you. Mm-hmm. So this is what is very important. Otherwise, nobody will believe you're mean. Well, yeah. I, can, I can tell you lots of examples. I just don't know which one's the worst. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, that would be good. Give us a couple. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that I, the, the, the meanest pattern that I have is being condescending and belittling to other people, especially my husband, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Acting like he's an idiot. And you don't think he is? Generally not. <laughs> I, I don't know if we should continue having Madame Mazurka on the air. It's the things that this woman comes up with. Uh, so you don't think he's an idiot, but you act like he is, and that's mean. Yes, I want him to feel like he's stupid, and I'm, ah, superior. And I'm, superior, and I'm superior. Ah, so when I'm when I'm mean, I mean I don't do this all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is a very important that you make the point that you're making, which is you want him to feel stupid and that you're superior. So you're trying to get him to feel a particular feeling, and why would you ever want him to feel stupid? You know, in my logical mind, I wouldn't. But, uh, you know, I'm punishing him, obviously, for hurting me in some way. Mm. That is not it, darling. Really? No. Okay, let me try this on. Uh, Okay. Um, Cough up the evidence. (laughs) I'm trying to cover up my own insecurities by establishing a hierarchy. This sounds much better, darling. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't sound any better, but <laughs> it may sound truer. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm going to ask you another question there, because you came up with such a good example that you don't have to come up with 10 more, not at the moment. But I'm going to ask you, what was the meanest thing that was ever done to you? Hmm. Mm. So, Elizabeth, if you are, have something in mind that, you, that has come to you, you can bring that in while Helen is thinking. All right. The meanest thing done to me. Hmm. Well, no, no. You haven't answered the, the, oh, the uh, first one. mean yet, right? Okay. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get to jump <laughs> over that. My God. Darn. Well, okay. We can go back to Helen. and Well, it can't. I mean, Helen gave an example of the way she's mean. You don't have to give the meanest. You know, you can say how you're mean. 
But in the meantime, we'll go back to you. Darling, have you thought of uh, something mean that's been done Well, it's, it, of course, I'm sure you're not surprised to learn that it's probably the same thing. That the meanest things that I can think of were when I was a child and my father would make us feel stupid. Mmm. Mmm. That's a good one. I mean, it's yeah, it for, for whatever, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. Right. No, I mean, I'm saying it's a good one. It's good to recognize that pattern, that that's the way that you are, in fact, uh, being mean is something that was modeled to you. Yeah. In a way I, that you were hurt. And I saw lots of evidence of it from him to other people, not just myself. Evidence of his making other people feel stupid or look stupid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil Delig, what would you like to say to your father? You're mean. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how much I love men, but uh, I'm, I, I'm wondering that maybe he wouldn't be a very good partner for me. I don't like meanness towards me. I only want to be blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. I happen to agree with Madame Mazurka on that. So I feel very, I felt very sad when you were saying that, Helen. I mean, I really could feel the sadness around how you felt when your father made you feel stupid. Me too. You can you can connect to that. Well, oh, what, absolutely. E- even now, how many years? We're not going to ask you how many years later, but we can see even so many years later that you still feel. Um, the pain of that. Um, I'm wondering if there's some particular incident that you could share with us. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to ping pong back to, or volleyball, back to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, have you not been able to think of any ways in which you are mean? I know I am. Um, I think one example is... Um, like when I'm in a negative space and uh, my partner does come towards me, mm-hmm. I'll just be mean. And it's like I just turn into a nasty person and I'll say all sorts of things and, and feed the separation further. Well, are you, are you saying that you get mean when you feel scared about somebody coming towards you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable? Hmm. Well, I, um, I didn't think of it that way. I mean, the example I'm thinking of is just when I'm just in such a, a dark space that I just feel like I can't come out of it is when I'm Oh, so you're of. saying that it's something where you yourself are just feeling very negative. Yeah. And um, that it's not because he's coming towards you or the way he's coming towards you. You just feel negative and you, want, you don't want anybody near you? Um, sometimes yes. And then I think there are times where I don't trust how he does come towards me, you know, just how he phrases things or something. Mm. Um, I, I think there is something in that is that I don't feel safe because it, I automatically go onto the defensive with my interpretation because of how the, the wording is that he uses to speak to me. You know, darlings, this is a very interest, interesting thing. Oh my God, the guru is coming through. Guru, would you please back off? That was last week, last week's show. <laughs> I'm 
Tony, did you hear that? Madame Mazurka started to sound like the guru. It used to be the guru sounded like Madame Mazurka. Well, see, anyway. I, I, got, I didn't get to finish talking with the guru last week. I had a question at the very, very end. So yes, and he, that made me he wonder said, why. Uh, yeah, well, he, well, maybe that's why he's coming through. Yes, darling. Yeah, darling, he's, I have the Guru and Madame Mazurka speaking simultaneously. There is cacophony in my head. That is very complicated. Uh, what the Guru was saying to you uh, was that you were not being forthright and upfront about your question. And so he couldn't answer it. As you started it one way and that you shifted it over. Mm-hmm. And that is really interesting. And I wonder if this does connect to this whole mean conversation. Um, you know, I think that you said something. May I speak, Madame Mazurka, or do you want to? I must interrupt you. This little one is is getting closer to the truth. And um, I, want, I must tell you that um, this is good because it's, she doesn't feel safe. She is mean because she doesn't feel safe. This is very important. Now, that's the guru speaking. I just heard that. This is very important. <laughs> for um, for you to understand yourself. Okay, Guru, you're here. I am here. And uh, this is very connected to the question that you asked me last week that you did not finish. Is when you feel unsafe, you get very mean. Very mean, yes, but you feel unsafe. And you need to try to understand why you feel unsafe and stop beating yourself up for feeling that way. Ooh, he was nice. Wasn't he nice? He was very nice. He was very nice. I think I have something. Good. Well, I'm so relating to Elizabeth that, you know, I'm thinking back, what was the meanest thing that was ever done to me? Mm -hmm. And, And it doesn't sound directly mean but it makes me cry but I think it's when my father left and just and, and never came back mm. wow never he, tr- never tried to make contact with us never called us never visited us just left oh my god and he he didn't even tell you well no no I, did I lose you no um he left the family mm-hmm. and then i don't know it's a long story but when we when we began when we began living in separate states mm-hmm. he n- made no effort to have a relationship mm. did he come and, and he tell still you? doesn't yeah did he come and tell you that um he was leaving and we, tried. We were the ones. We were the ones that moved back to Missouri from California. Okay. So did he, did he have a conversation with you about no. this? No. Well, that's what I'm trying to get. So he broke up the family without even giving you an opportunity to share how you felt. Right. Oh, and you still carry the anger from that to this day. Because at least you wanted to have an opportunity to tell him how much that hurt. Even if you had no say in it. Right. In what he did. Right. Well, would you... It's funny. I mean, that doesn't really sound mean, but that's what came, that's what came to my mind. Well, I, I think that's 
can be understood as, as being very hurtful without consideration of your feelings. Well, uh, maybe maybe it connects to to that the meanness that he did manifest at times when he was there. Like my sister sucked her thumb, and he would hide behind the door stop or whatever and catch her sucking her thumb and bite her mm. bite her thumb and you know some it was very critical and critical of my mother and critical of her friends well uh, I'm the guru and I am here too and I would like to say that I think that is he's a very mean man I don't blame you for saying that this is very mean wow the guru is showing human compassion that's something well, it is very mean, but, you know, it should be said. And it is very bad for a child to grow up without the feeling that they have a voice. And that the, when you feel like you have no voice, you have to get very loud. And I believe that this has happened to you. That um, even though I understand why you say, well, this is not exactly mean. But if you think about the, hurt, uh, the feelings of that child, this is... Um, a mean thing to do. This is uh, protecting yourself. We were, you were talking about the protection and the safety. And this is a man who protected himself instead of his children. And it is important, of course, that people protect themselves, but not at the expense of others. Had he even left and had talked to you, then that would have been different. He had a right to leave, but um, he did not protect you from the most important consequence of that leaving, which is that you felt abandoned and unloved. Yeah, and the irony of it is he's 86 now and he still does the same thing. I mean, he still doesn't relate mm-hmm. to us because it's uncomfortable or whatever. He's still protecting himself and, and not relating. So. so there it is. So I think this is very good, uh, and it would be very good also for you, that it would be very good for you to think about how that has turned out to make you mean. And now we're going to go to commercial break. Don't go away. Okay. We'll be back. Thanks. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. 
You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back. I'm so glad uh, to be with you. We're having a really interesting conversation here with uh, Helen Hillux DeSanto and Elizabeth Treehart. Your co-hosts today are not just James and me, but both Madame Mazurka and the Guru have shown up to co-host the show. Uh, uh, Madame Mazurka was invited, but uh, the Guru invited himself. And we could see why, uh, because he had some unfinished business with Elizabeth, who had called in last week and hadn't gotten an answer. And so he really wanted to come in, and he seems to be very active with us today. So... Uh, we have so many co-hosts and so many guests, <laughs> uh, and we're having a, a, you know, a significant conversation about a topic that is painful and, and kind of touchy for all of us, which is about our being mean. And we've been disclosing some things and uncovering some things about our own meanness that it happens when we feel a little bit helpless. Uh, it happens when, um, we feel like it, we've been hurt and it happens when we feel unsafe. Um, so, and Helen was just sharing on a deep level about an experience that she'd had with her father and how, uh, he had not protected her feelings or the feelings of any other children when he, uh, essentially asked to break up the family. And, uh, that was mean in the sense that the guru was saying that this was mean in the sense that he wasn't protecting the feelings of his children, and taking care of them in any way. And uh, Helen was saying he's still mean in those ways till today. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, before we go back to Helen, if um, uh, Elizabeth, has, something has come up for her because she was really the one who brought up the issue about not feeling safe. When she feels unsafe, she gets mean and kind of pushes people away. Yes. I, I'm not sure what more to say around that. Well, why mean? You know, mm. when you feel unsafe, why do you go into being mean rather than saying, I feel unsafe? Well, I think, first of all, I don't recognize I don't feel safe mm. on a conscious level. Mm-hmm. It's just a gut reaction. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? I mean, it's like I remember growing up, my parents were farmers, and there are lots of times that they were scared as far as just what was going to happen, weather and things like that. And what I learned is that, you know, you just react in anger. And meanness, you know, you put mm. others down, and you know, my dad would do a lot of yelling, and you know, put mom down, and things like that. So, you know, it just makes sense if, if that's where I learned it. Well, that is an interesting comment, Elizabeth. Very kind of helpful because what you uh, what you said on last week's show because you asked a question, you asked to go to a question. And you talked about feeling negative and remaining negative. And at first you had mentioned something, if, if I remember correctly, about being afraid. And, the, and then you said, you know, why am I that way or whatever. And you dropped out the whole issue of fear. And the guru challenged you and he said, you're, you're not bringing in that issue of fear that you had brought in. Uh, you know, you started to talk about it and then you dropped it. And you seem to go like numb and not 
even recognize uh, what he was talking about. But that is exactly what had happened. And now you're saying that you have this mean reaction when you don't feel safe, but you don't even realize that that's what you're feeling. So that feels very connected to... So I'm glad that we had you on the show uh, this week. Um, So we're actually following up on that because there must be some reason that you don't... uh, You you have difficulty recognizing when you don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Or you have difficulty expressing that. And um, right now we have a caller. Erica from San Diego is on the phone to ask a question. And while you're thinking about that, Elizabeth... Why don't we go to Erica? Oh, hello, Beth. This is, uh, I'm just so happy to be here again today. I didn't know if I could get through. But, oh, um, yes. Uh, some things have just been popping for me since this subject came up on the show today. And um, it really helped me to hear, you know, that we just learned this stuff so early. And mine in particular is that, you know, I don't have a partner. I have a good friend that I live with, but I notice that my anger is very controlled. My meanness is very controlled in that um, I avoid. I avoid my, my friend, my roommate. Um, I avoid confronting anybody. I just don't go and support them when I'm in reactivity to them. Mm. So I'm recognizing that as a form of meanness even Mm. though I'm not overtly mean and putting people down and, you know, Mm. I think, oh, yeah, great, I got all that under control. Mm. But but I'm recognizing my meanness as a way of going mute or hiding. Or that your muteness is a way of being mean. Exactly. Exactly. Because what you're doing is, I think what you said... Uh, Madam Azurka is uh, jumping up and down. Well, that's exactly right, darling. So I'm going to actually confirm something that you're about to say, which is that the it is the withholding of the love that is the is mean, mm-hmm. and uh, that is very good to recognize. That really helps me to just put those pieces together. Thank you. Very. So it's always a pleasure. okay Okay. and and thank you so much for calling and acknowledging that you're mean too oh boy it's a tough world i i can't (laughs) imagine that the lines aren't just lit up today you know because it's rampant whether it's overt or you know or just withholding like i do Yes, it's a very important point because we have something, you know, they talk about sins. Of course, I don't believe in sin, but they're just the expression, the sin of commission and the sin of omission, Mm. the things that we don't do. And this is the meanness of commission and the meanness of omission (laughs) of the things that we withhold that it's, it can be very, very mean. It would be like seeing a, a hungry child and having of food in your hand and walking around and the child can't reach it. That's, that's like, you know, that's that kind of meanness where you know that you're creating a desperation in someone else because there's so much longing for something. And I think that the, uh, I think what you're coming to is that withholding of love, mm-hmm. you know, is so, is so mean because we humans need it. And that, that really connects a lot to what Helen was sharing earlier about her experience because 
in a way by her father just dumping them without an acknowledgement of her feelings and the feelings of the others. He was withholding his support and his love for them. But of course, he was suffering something or he wouldn't have done it, right? We just we, we acknowledge that there's something happening for us when we're being mean. We also have to see you know, that there must be something going on with the other person when they're mean. But man, it's hard to go there, isn't it? Yeah, I want to hide personally, and I want to just seethe and resent rather okay. than go okay. towards. So it's ugly. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I am that. Oh. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling, Erica. Thank Appreciate you. I'm going to hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. I wonder, well, I don't know, anybody who wants to answer, um, <laughs> is, is withholding love what's really underneath all meanness? I, I th- I'd like to uh, start on that, this wonderful question. Um, it is a component, I would say, of all meanness. I wouldn't say it starts it, because what starts it, of course, is whatever is triggering it. But it is a component of all meanness, yes. That's, I would say so. Does anyone else have anything to share? Madam Mazurka? Uh, I have something I'd like to share. Uh, another component is anger. Um, so when I have a buildup of anger over time where I hold it and hold it and hold it, first of all, I withdraw the love. I become aloof and detached. Mm-hmm. And then I have smoldering resentment like a volcano it's just kind of building and building and building. And if I'm trying to be Mr. Nice Guy, then I don't let it out. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the great psychologists of the 20th century, Wilhelm Reich, said some of the very nicest people who came in for his therapy wound up being the meanest when they really finally let it all out. And so I, that kind of has led me to believe to let it out in little dribbles rather than big volcanic eruptions. <laughs> and, and to try to find constructive ways to express the anger or the hurt uh, without attacking the other person. Say, I am angry, but you know, you're not at fault. It's not you. Well, th- I think that's an important point that you're making, James. But I'm wondering if there is a way of uh, incorporating that. Uh, piece in what uh, Helen was asking about love because when we are angry and not sharing that we're not giving the other person an opportunity to work things out with us and we're building up that wall of separation like Elizabeth was talking about and that wall of separation can um, you know is, is the end of the love you know that stream of love is over and we are then punishing the person by withholding love. So anger can be a form of withholding of love and um, unexpressed anger can also be a form of withholding love because you're not opening the opportunity uh, to, to the other person to work it out with you. And if you say things in a mean way, it's going to be even harder for them to cop to the truth. Let's say you have a really legitimate thing that you're angry about, but you're attacking somebody in a mean way, you're going to make it really, really difficult for that person to come back and say, you're right, I did do this, I'm really sorry. And which 
uh, means that it's going to be even less likely that you're going to be able to mend that fence and that that person is going to be receiving your love. So it is a way of um, cutting someone off from love, not only in the moment, but also into future moments. Yes, that's very good. So how are my uh, guests feeling? We're coming, believe it or not, to the end of the show. And uh, I would like to give both uh, Helen and Elizabeth a a moment to share uh, anything that they might want to before uh, we close this this part and go on to what's happening next week. I wanted to um, share something that, the one thing that came to my mind in regards to why am I, um, maybe not aware that I'm scared mm-hmm. or afraid. Um, mm-hmm. The example I grew up with is I never saw fear. Mm. Um, my parents, you know, I'm sure they felt it, mm-hmm. but they never showed it. Mm. Oh, so you didn't learn how to express that directly. Correct. Well, that's wonderful. And I, I, I certainly would invite you to bring this uh, realization into every relationship you have and uh, start noticing when you feel afraid and just say so. And uh, Helen, would you like to share something briefly? Yes, I feel much better. You and do. I, feel much, I do, and I feel much better about my own meanness because I think I understand it better and can have more compassion for myself. Well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, thank you so much. And I would like our listeners, because I know a lot of you uh, listen to the podcast, to continue to send us emails and let us know how you're feeling about the shows and uh, you know what you may have learned or experienced or any reactions you're having. And um, I will come back and thank our guests in a moment. But before that, James, would you give us a heads up as to what's happening next week? Yes. Our next edition of Inside Out will be... I don't care how tough it gets, I'm not giving up. Is that wisdom or is it insanity? Do you think of yourself as a fighter, a quitter, or a realist? Do you quit when you should push through? Do you persevere when you should let go? Do you know the difference? How can we tell when to surrender and when to push on? So let's ask some folks about the choices they've made about fighting or quitting, what they've learned from those experiences, and if they are any wiser now. Our co-host will be Adam Mazurka who's smart, funny, and dead. Beth channels her, and we all love it. And our guest will be Erica Myers, who's often been a quitter, but who nevertheless keeps fighting back from nearly dying. How does she do that? Our other guest could be you, if you dial in. So join the conversation. Email or call in your questions, and be part of a growing community of folks ready to be inside out. I love the fact that we are developing a community. We have uh, more people calling in, And uh, I love our guests, and this is really becoming much more of a conversation. That's what we'd really like to have here. This is an online community where we have conversations about really important things that impact ourselves, each other, and our world. So we invite you to come back next week. And who knows, Madame Mazurk is coming. Who knows, the Guru might show up too. And in the meantime, the meantime... (laughs) Think about what we talked about today. Have compassion for yourself and others when you and they are mean. And keep coming back. See you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for making us a part of your week. 
Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.